Welcome to the Apartment Investor Show, where we help you get smart and invest smarter in multifamily real estate. I'm your host, Jason Castillo, founder and managing principal of the Multifamily Property Group. And joining me as always is my good buddy, my co-host, my co-pilot, the godfather of lending, Mr. Paul Peebles. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I am very appreciative that we are invested in real estate versus the stock market. Uh, the day that we record this, we're on our second 800 point to 1,000 point decline in the, the Dow Jones and just huge S&P 500 fallout. And boy, it's like getting the big bear hug every day when we're in real estate. And we just know that that is not going to fall by, by that large of a, of a faction, that uh, we are safe and secure uh, in real estate because we have a hard asset. And so uh, uh, I feel good, JC. feel very good. Well, I agree. And I, I mean, maybe we should start screening for the coronavirus as part of our application process. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have all the answers. I really don't. Uh, but right. I can tell you what I do have today, Polly, is I am super excited about today's show. You know, today we are going to talk about how to quickly scale your company uh, by hiring amazing talent. You know, Polly, there are so many listeners out there, so many viewers out there that what I would call are, you know, guys that are guys and gals that are syndicators, guys and gals that are buying apartments, um, but they feel like they're stuck in this sort of one-man band syn uh, syndrome where they are literally doing everything themselves and they just can't scale, and that is a problem that a lot of people are facing. And, and really, the 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 answer is how do you go from being a one-man band uh, to being a full business owner, somebody that owns a company uh, that is a machine. And the way that you build a machine, of course, is by finding and hiring amazing talent. And so that, Polly, I think is the magic of what we're going to talk about today. We are going to bring on to the show today someone who has built an amazing company, an amazing machine, and has taken it from uh, being a one-man band, but then really getting smart and finding amazing talent to build a company. And so I want to welcome to the show today Mr. Ivan Barrett of, of uh, Barrett Asset Management. Ivan, welcome to the show. Hey guys, it is so great to be here. Thank you for having me. Excited to hopefully deliver some value to your audience. We love it. We love it. Well, Polly, I want to give you a little bit of a, of a stat, uh, stat line on this guy because he is, he's nothing to, to joke about. Um, he is the CEO of, of Barrett Asset Management. And, and Barrett, since 2014, get this, they have acquired over 3,000 units um, in the Midwest area, and they have about $300 million of assets under management and have deployed about $80 million of equity uh, into the said assets. So that is really, really impressive. Um, Ivan, we are impressed with that. So Ivan, um, give us a little bit of a quick background on sort of, let, let's say 20, 30 seconds about your company and sort of where you're positioned in the market. Thanks. Thanks again. And thank you for the kind words. So BAM is now over 90 employees. Uh, we are an Inc. 5000 company two years in a row, hopefully a third, working hard to be in indie best places to work, uh, as well as an Inc. best places to work. The bigger we get, the, the more fun I get to have as, a, as an owner and a founder and, and watching this company grow in many ways uh, without my direct uh, involvement in the initiatives. Uh, all this started uh, with me in my spare bedroom, managing a few properties for clients um, in a, a dream to, to one day have a 
a B quadrant business that would be a beautiful machine that could execute our wealth strategy in the uh, in the apartment space. Yeah, we 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 love that. I mean, we love that, Ivan. And you know, one of the things about this show that we always talk about, and we're we're going to keep talking about it, is we. Uh, you know, we like to go to the experts for our information. And so when it comes to how you build a company, uh, take it from somebody who's got 90 people that's working for his company and, and, and learn from this person about how you uh, can go from being a one-man band, again, to being a business owner, which is the, the objective of, of today's yeah, discussion. Casey, can, can we go back a little bit on Ivan and talk a little bit more about where he came from? I mean, he went to Indiana University yeah. And when he jumped out of college, I think he wanted to get into commercial real estate. He spent some time with uh, a developer and kind of got his stripes of in that business is what were you an analyst when you were working for this company? Well, what you said so far is accurate. I get out of, I get out of college. Uh, I didn't want to go work in brokerage. I didn't want to uh, work in a big company. I wanted to work with a developer and so I got to wear a lot of hats working for a, a, a boutique firm. I got my hands in everything from, from analyzing deals, selling um, assets. In those days, we were, we were selling developed land. We were selling multifamily for sale, otherwise known as condos. Um, he had bought some apartments. So I got to manage some things from a high level. Learned a lot about zoning, market analysis, entitlements. Uh, lots of education. I always say I, I, I got my MBA in real estate through that process. And also, uh, like we were talking about a little bit before the show, one of the greatest gifts of my career was 2008. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. So to, from 2008 to the period of time that you started the company, what did you do? And uh, tell us a little bit, uh, you know, what were some of the things that you, you, you learned when you were kind of on your own? Well, it, it's not really relevant to, to scaling a company in the sense that, that you're going to get a lot of tips from it, but I've got some great advice on what not to do in real estate. <laughs> we, we were speculating. Uh, everything everything was, was basically the model of buying it, developing or entitling and selling it for more down the road. And I, I was a, a big hat, uh, no cattle you know, cowboy thinking I was hot stuff and I knew what I was doing. And, you know, this real estate game was easy. I had millions of dollars of, of development uh, fees in my pipeline. I was going to be rich. And then 2008 hits and all of a sudden uh, I'm a few hundred grand in debt. I'm negative cash flow on a monthly basis. Um, my wife at the time is my girlfriend and I'm trying to convince her that I'm a good bet for marriage. <laughs> Her, uh, her, her dad is telling me to, to, um, uh, to consider bankruptcy and just starting over. And I, back to Rich Dad, I remember him talking about his failure and how he paid all his investors back and his debts back. And, and I thought, you know, I'm going to do the same thing. And so I dug my way out of it. Um, I, I got back to why I wanted to be in real estate in the first place, which is cash flow. And it dawned on me that if I just sat around analyzing big deals, I'd never get anything done and I, I needed to take action. And that's where the management company was born. Because I knew if I could manage for others, I could build some sustainable monthly cash flow faster than, than trying to go buy real estate. 
So I was doing some little deals. I was, I was burring duplexes and triplexes before Burr was a thing, uh, or before it was coined Burr, but I was uh, buying them with private capital, rehabbing them, refinancing them, and keeping them. And I was growing this book of management, um, anything I could get my hands on where I didn't have to carry a gun. Uh, and I had a, a part-time bookkeeper coming in, uh, but I didn't screw that up and got up to about 70 units, mostly other folks uh, all over Indianapolis, uh, houses, duplexes, um, condominiums, townhomes, that, that uh, a lot of those in those days were uh, landlords by necessity because they couldn't sell their assets uh, without taking the loss. And then I had to start figuring out uh, how, to, how to get more people involved so that I could scale it and, and start focusing on what I, what I wanted to do. Um, well, which was a whole, whole thing in of itself. Well, Ivan, I mean, it's such a, it's such a great story. And I think a lot of people, including myself have learned so much from the great recession and, and it brings it, brings us back around to the really important point about scaling to an amazing, uh, company by hiring incredible talent. I mean, you're sitting there yeah. with all this, this luggage that you've got from 2008, you've, you've, you've <laughs> luggage, worked hard like and you've, you've, you've built this all up and now you've got to go and, <laughs> and sort of make your first hire, make that that, you know, spend that cash and get that person on the payroll. Who is that person? And, you know, what is, what is your strategy for, for putting that person on the payroll? Well, uh, so it, it, 2010 was when I started my company. 2014 was my first hire that's still with me today. In those, in those four years, I screwed up a couple of dozen times and, and, and hired people that, were good for a minute that didn't work out or they weren't good for that, that particular position. So I really had to learn this as I went. So what I would tell your listeners today is if, if I was back in that period, and I had to hire my next person, it would absolutely be a virtual or, or someone in my, in my city assistant. Um, I, I waited way too long to hire people. And if I could go back in time, I would hire people much faster than I did. And I've got some good, content around around getting people but um, having an executive or administrative assistant that can help um, with a number of administrative things can free up so much time and it's it's really a great um, first exercise as I look at growing a business and scaling it and finding people and working on these things it's like getting a six-pack of abs right or getting stronger it's not this thing you decide to do one weekend and you work really hard at it. And by Monday you've solved it. <laughs> it's this muscle that you've got to, you've got to constantly give attention to constantly work on it. You're doing your pushups, your sit-ups, you know, three, four, five times a week, this constant little action that, that builds up. And, and at first you don't even notice it's happening, but then six months down the road, a year down the road, you're starting to see, bigger changes. So let's talk a little bit about that. Who was the first person you hired in terms of the position? What was it? It was an executive assistant and what was her background? No, I skipped the assistant and thought I needed a property manager to run around and, and, and manage stuff for me. And, and uh, you know, that worked out okay. Uh, and she, she lasted a, a year and a half or two years and then I outgrew her. Uh, and then I got a, an office uh, assistant to help me and um, at the same time, I was having to figure out how to go from outsourced maintenance, which I was coordinating to in-house maintenance. So I, man, back in the day, I went through maintenance guys like tissue. 
until I started finding, you know, figuring out how to find the right leader um, above that, who I, I found him in, in 2015. And how do you um, find maintenance people? Where, where do you get them from in, in your neck of the woods? Is that uh, off of Craigslist? Yeah, so, Is it so, uh, put an ad in the paper? Well, how, how is it done these days? Well, so, so today, you know, what we do is we, we use Indeed. Um, we use LinkedIn to a limited degree when it comes to maintenance. Um, but now because of the maintenance culture we've built, we, we treat those guys like gold. And again, I found a great guy uh, to run that. Uh, we, we, we recruited him from a much larger company. He's the perfect combination of, of blue and white collar. He grew up in the apartment industry. Most of the people that are really good in, in this industry started from the bottom. Uh, same thing with my director of property management. She started off in leasing years ago and, and has just grown up in the business and continued to improve. So Jerry Hyatt runs our construction and maintenance team. And, and he came on board because we had this vision that he shared of, of treating maintenance uh, people as they should be treated. This whole thing doesn't work without them. And, and they keep everything running and they keep it, they keep it lubricated and they, they keep it working. So a guy, so like, work- yeah, a guy like that, though, he was already working for another property management company. And, uh-huh. yeah. how do you, I, how, and I used LinkedIn Recruiter to find him. And how do you convince him to, to, you know, you're a very personable guy and you're very successful today. But back five years ago when you were just getting going, how do you convince a guy to, to make the break? and trust that you're going to, you're the right person to, to bet on sales training. Yeah. You, you, you gotta be able to sell the dream as an entrepreneur, a founder, you're either, you're either the guy that should be behind the desk operating, making sure the trains are on time and grinding yep. or you're the face, of the operation, selling the vision, getting buy-in uh, from those around you. And, and that's somewhere where I excel. And so I was able to show him my vision I reminded him, he'll say, I reminded him of one of the biggest developers in our town who, who started the same way I did, uh, buying rental properties around a college campus. I started off buying, buying rental properties around Indianapolis. And so he took a leap of faith, but also believed that I was going to grow this company uh, the way I said I would. And, and he, he bought into that vision. And then the next step is getting the heck out of his way, yep. right? <laughs> And letting him run his team, letting him make his own decisions, even if they're not always the right one. You know, a big part of this is, is, is letting the leaders underneath you develop. You know, Ivan, I think that one thing that's really unique about you is that, and, and there's a lot of people out listening out there that are, that are probably buying apartments and probably letting them, you know, be managed by a third-party management company, but you happen to have sort of built up management company and then you're also sort of buying these big multifamily properties. Um, What, what in your opinion, if we switch over to the sort of, we put the apartment ownership side of the fence on, what in your opinion is some of the critical hires that you have driven on that side and how did you go about finding this, this talent and putting it onto your team? So I think I'm going to answer what you want me to hear the way, the way I, I hear it. And if I miss the point, call me out on it. Um, so part of this for us is we're, we're in a very lucky position in that our management company doesn't have to make a profit. In fact, 
we could get really tight and and scroogey for lack of a better term and maybe eke out uh, a 10 to 15 percent profit margin but instead we reinvest that into our people um and like i said earlier we buy our maintenance team boots in the winter we have employee events we do a big christmas party where everybody comes in from all the sites and we we put them up in hotels for the night because our our goal is to have this really great culture that can execute on the apartments and finding people to fit into that vision is it's difficult it's certainly not impossible it really started um, early on with a couple key hires people that I knew um, that could buy into that vision so for example the the, the, um, the woman that runs our finance and operation uh, from an internal standpoint um, I needed at the time I needed an accountant in in house I'd outgo my bookkeeper it was a mess we need to bring it in house instead of being cheap and hiring the cheapest accountant I could find. Instead, I, I said, I'm going to go out and find a person that I can grow a team under that can run an apartment one day, understands accounting, but can eventually hire accountants underneath her to, that'll do an even better job. And, um, you know, she's making much more than this now, but at the time, I think I, I, it was like $70,000 to hire her um, because she had the resume to back it up. And I couldn't afford $70,000 a year to hire her when I did. But I had to take this leap of faith and I knew that if, if I could put her in that position and get that off my plate and, and, and vibrating at a higher level, that I could get back out the door, find more real estate deals, grow our revenue and eventually afford her. My backstop was I've, I've always had a line of credit so that if, you know, along the way we came up short for payroll we'd have a way to stopgap that but i think i told you this at the conference in la jc is every time we've made a key hire we couldn't afford them the day we brought them on but we knew that 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 talent that person that that acquisition um would grow the top line in a way that that uh, would would pay a, a return on investment far beyond their cost it's such a it's such a great concept. It's almost like you're making it's almost like you're making an investment, right? So you're yeah, investing ahead of the is. curve. So you're taking a big, you know, capital outlay and throwing it out there and going, you know what, this is going to pay off for us over the long run. And so we're willing not to only actually betting get ahead on, of the curve. I'm not only betting on me now, right? I'm also betting on this this person. I'm saying this is a good investment. It's a it's a risk, but um, the the degree of confidence of a of a payoff is so high, it'd be silly to let this person go go past. We just hired general counsel. Yeah. And um, in, in that we, we've, you know, we've got to continue to grow our units under management to be able to afford that. But I have no doubt in my mind that, that bringing that in house is, is going to allow us to do that. It's such, it's such a great topic. And I think one thing that came to mind that I think I'd, I'd really like you to expand on is, you know, I mean, if we, if we think about it, if we sort of, if we up level this a little bit, right. So you've got like uh uh, you've got like the Amazon philosophy of the world where it's like you just keep taking those profits and investing and investing and, and building a bigger and a bigger snowball. Exactly. And of course, you know, that's great um, if, you, if you've got the ability to withstand it for many, many years. But do you find yourself now as more of a mature company, I'd say, and starting to scale out, trying to balance the idea of sort of needing to make, uh, you know, some returns at least now 
um, and sort of, you know, maybe being a little bit more judicious about the hires? Are you still in sort of that ultimate invest mode? (laughs) Oh, no. Part of part of my job and what I have fun doing is, is pushing the team. Who's our next key hire? Right. Who, what's on the horizon that, that, we, that we need and how do we get them today, right? Is it, is it a CFO? Is it, more, is it more in the technology end of it? Is it a, a big gun on capital raising? Is it a big gun on asset management? What's, what's next? And then my job is to figure out how we get that, that key hire identified and acquired sooner. Now, once you decide that you need that key hire, um... What is your, you know, who, who basically pulls the strings to make this whole thing happen on the back end? How does that work for you? What's your process there? Well, now I, I put it all on the team. Depend, depending on who, who we're hiring and where they're coming from, it's all on the team. They make the decision. They make the hire. They select the candidate now um, so that they're accountable to who's, whom they select. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Get, in getting these people, there's no, there's no rocket science to it, guys. I know... Paul, you were asking me earlier, and I want to expand on that. It, it, it's, it's like networking for investors. There's, there's not one way to find 20 great people. There's 20 ways to find one. It's, it's, it's being active on LinkedIn. It's, hey, I, you know, I, I might need to hire somebody in this, in this um, uh, space at some point soon, so I'm going to go have coffee with somebody once a week who might be a fit now or down the road. Um, it's, it's, it's all the above, and it's just being intentional about it. And then again, the key ingredient is once you get these folks in the door, you got to get out of their way. And I'm, I'm talking to your audience right now. You, uh, you entrepreneurs out there that can do everything better than everyone. You got to stop that. JC, let's go through some of these questions. Cause I'd love to hear some of the responses back from Ivan. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we, we, we've talked about, we've covered some of them. I think one of the things that you've got on here, which I think was, was absolutely amazing is, um, where have you sourced some of your absolute best hires? Uh, again, so I'll, I'll give you a few examples because there's, there's just not one. LinkedIn Recruiter is a great, spot, a great place to, to, to target folks, and I think the cost is well worth it. Um, my, my business partner found that gal I told you about earlier. Um, I had a young guy that's been with me since 2014, straight out of Indiana University, didn't even read his resume. But I asked him a couple questions and he said he spent the summer managing his fraternity. He had to move everybody out to redo the inside of the house. So every, he had to manage the whole move out process for an entire fraternity of guys. I said, you're hired. <laughs> love it. And I love that, it. I mean, that kid is unlike any other millennial I've ever met. It, you know, he, he takes whatever you throw at him. Um, uh, my head of maintenance and construction, that was LinkedIn recruiter. And then once you start getting a, a few people, you're putting it on them to find more people. And as you guys know, in the apartment industry, because it's such a unique industry, a lot of recruiting um, and talent selection happens within the industry. In fact, to such a degree that if I were to go hire somebody from outside apartments and put them in charge of the asset management uh, of the um, portfolio, it doesn't matter how good the resume is, the people aren't going to work for them, right? It's like putting a, a brand new lieutenant in charge of a bunch of guys that have done multiple tours of war, right? So that, that leader just hasn't earned the right to, to, uh, to, to 
to boss around these men. You know what I mean? Same yeah. thing in the apartment industry. So we, we hire a lot from within and our goal now is to be the kind of company where people are banging on the door to work here um, versus us going out and hunting. I think, I think Paul, you said Craigslist earlier. I tried that a lot back in the day, zero success. Craigslist I think is dog, you know what, awful. Um, there's, there's far better, um, higher hit rate, um, um, platforms out there. Indeed, LinkedIn recruiter being the two that come to mind. Are you doing any third party property management for other ownership groups? Uh, I'm here to say that we are doing very little of that and are, are, are not doing much of it in the future. Um, we've got our way of doing things and we really don't like working for other folks that don't see our way of doing things. And what's your, um, who's your next hire? Would you say real quick before I forget though, we do, we use predictive index now and we, we run the, a battery of, of personality tests on everyone we hire. We look for certain personality types. Uh, in certain roles, and we're working with our head of HR and our. Go, our outside go back team. on that because I may not be. I'm not familiar with that. What 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 is it's like? It, it's another personality test. We think it does a really good job. It only takes about five minutes to do, and it and it's in our opinion highly accurate to um, uh, describe what it, what somebody's real DNA looks like as far as their what drives them, what types of jobs they should be doing how they are as a manager, how they are being led by others, what works for them, what doesn't. And we, we've uncovered a lot of um, uh, good interviewers uh, that are that are lying through their teeth. I probably couldn't using, get hired by you guys. By using predictive index. <laughs> Where, so if, if there's a listener out there that's, that's, that's going, wow, this is amazing, uh, because I agree with you that, that using this analysis is quite useful. Where could they go to get more information about companies that can help them with that? Uh, Google, okay. there's a ton of information out there. Um, what I think is great about some of the masterminds you and I are in, uh, JC and other networks, they're, they're all over the country. I'm in a thing called EO entrepreneurs organization. It's a great peer group, amazing, uh, ecosystem for entrepreneurs, but you gotta be at least a million in revenue for that one. Um, I just joined YPO minimum is 13 million in, in annual revenue. Um, you and I are in a mastermind together and I still go because I love hanging out with, with other operators that are at our level like you. And so um, I think another little nugget we pulled out is getting around other operators, not only in the multifamily space, but in, in any industry because we're all going through the same things. Um, and there's, there's a deep reservoir of, of knowledge and experience there to, uh, to help because I know I speak for everybody on this call uh, we all want to pay it forward because someone did that for us. Yeah, gosh, I mean, Ivan, I think you couldn't have sort of, I think, said it better. And I think that the that that's a key that I think not, a lot of people miss out on is that there is just such a wealth of information out there for all you listeners. If you choose to associate with, with yourself with the the network of, of of people that are doing deals in 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 your area. And so don't make that mistake of thinking that you've got to reinvent the wheel yourself. You, you have a lot of people out there uh, yeah. like Ivan uh, who want to pay it forward and who are willing to give their advice to people who are willing to put the effort, time and effort into asking yeah. and going to those circles. I would say the best of the best, not only just pay it forward, but they build maps that the rest of us can follow and are not afraid to share critical information of what has made them successful 
there's so many entrepreneurs that kind of hold everything to themselves and they don't talk or tell anybody about, about how they did it. I find those people to be very boring and I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't challenge those people at all to be part of being in the group. That's kind of things that, you know, you guys go to the masterminds, we kind of do our podcast and, you know, we do, do over a billion dollars, but we share information. I think the top and the most successful, I'll pat myself on the back, are good at sharing information that's made us successful. And uh, we, we want everybody to be successful and, and we want to hang out with other successful people. So I, I, I commend both you guys with uh, doing the mastermind stuff and sharing information back and forth. So well, the good news, the good news for your audience is those of us who believe in that abundance mindset are, are pretty easy to find because we're not shy about it. Let's go. Let's give us the, in a few seconds, the top three things that they can do to find amazing talent for their company. The, the first one is action. It, it's it, whatever small steps you can take that, that you can do consistently and daily is big um, and, and, and repetition and momentum. I would say um, maybe next uh, one one B is is getting in uh, masterminds networks of uh, of entrepreneurs and and I'm not talking about the solopreneurs out there that are that are the one man shows one woman shows I'm talking about people that are that are growing um, an actual business and um, in in number three you know it, it's a little bit harder to quantify but I think it's it's having that faith that if you don't quit and you you understand that you're going to make mistakes and you also understand that you're going to get back up and try again i think if you follow that rule knowing it's going to happen uh and, and just not quitting no matter what um just that sort of grit will take you much much farther than than you probably anticipate if you're just getting started yeah. And, I, and I'll take it a step further. I'll give you a number four. And this is something that I, I think I really enjoyed hearing you say, and it really resonated with me. And that is that you said, you know, it's not one way to find 20 amazing hires. It's actually yeah. 20 ways to find one each time. And that just takes, like you said, a lot of perseverance and effort. So Ivan, thank you so much for coming on the, uh, on the, the video podcast today. So if you could uh, give us a little bit of uh, something to promote about yourself, what would you like to uh, let the audience know? Oh, thank you guys. Thank you very much. We are actively in our, our first fund. We're about a third of the way uh, there. We've already got active assets in that fund. We're, we're capital raising ahead of our next projects here in the Midwest. Always looking for, uh, for new capital uh, relationships. I'm pretty easy to find if you Google Ivan Barrett, B-A-R-R-A-T-T, number of websites, and um, to, to get a hold of me, I've got an admin that answers 317-762-2625, 317-762-2625. Sounds good. And JC, if somebody want to know a little bit more about what you do at Multifam Group, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? And again, what is... What, what do you guys do? What is it that we do, Polly? Well, you know what we do, Polly, is we just love to help people. And, you know, one of the reasons we started this podcast is for exactly that specific purpose. I've been doing multifamily for the last 14 years or so. Uh, been through the Great Recession, was buying apartments back then before, uh, buying during and after. And, and our company has grown. And so we've, we've learned a thing or two about what it takes to be uh, a long-term uh, minded investor that makes money in multifamily. And so if anybody out there has any questions 
about multifamily and they're wondering who they can speak to, well, we can take care of that. We have a free 15-minute consultation that anybody can take advantage of. They go to our website, multifamilypropertygroup.com. Again, that's multifamilypropertygroup.com. Go to the Contact Us page and request a 15-minute consultation and you will be able to sit down with me personally and talk to me about how we might be able to help you out. Polly, what do you got cooking on your side? Oh, we're always busy here at Old Capital. You know, if it's not for the, uh, the uh, 5,700 loans that I've closed, my 35 years of doing this, I've, I've been doing this longer than a lot of people have been alive in this business. And so all these gray hairs and all these, these wrinkles are from all the transactions that we've had to close <laughs> over a period of time. So don't forget, go to the oldcapitallending.com uh, website if you want to get some information about uh, what we do. And we're one of the largest uh, mortgage brokers in the United States. Uh, if you want to go to the Old Capital Podcast and listen to just some free information about what's going on in, uh, in lending and financing, things that we, we uh, have some, some good, good inside knowledge on, uh, go to oldcapitalpodcast.com or iTunes and things like that. So we appreciate it. Ivan, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on and spending some time with us. I certainly do appreciate that. Uh, uh, we look forward to hearing from you again, of course. And then uh, My pleasure JC, to be here. JC, thanks for hanging out with us. Again, I'm Paul Peebles. Have a great day.